Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview show for Blackburn Rovers at home. Well, today I've been joined by Jonathan Lowe. How are you doing, John? Uh, yes, good, thank you. Good. You managed to see a win at the weekend. Firstly, we have a quick chat about that at Rotherham United. Scrappy, but three points. Yes, I think that's a very good uh, adjective to describe that uh, that game. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest. won't be one which lives uh, fondly in the memory of uh, Reading fans, but it was all about getting the three points. Um, it was uh, uh, you know, pretty kind of solid, resolute display. Um, they weren't at their best going forward. They weren't at their best uh, defensively, as uh, as we mentioned uh, before the show, the fact that Rotherham had a, a whopping 17 shots on goal. Uh, luckily, only one was on target. Um, so obviously, that's something that uh, Reading will need to um, tighten up on uh, going into this uh, this week's games. Uh, but overall, um, obviously, they uh, they took the chance when it came to them, and um, you know, had a couple of other half chances. Um, it would be nice to to get a second and for them to kind of uh, you know, see out the game with, with a little less stress. But um, uh, in all honesty, uh, Rotherham didn't look uh, too sharp in attack, and um, you know that that deflected shot late on, which, which might have sneaked in. But apart from that, uh, Raphael had a actually had a pretty quiet afternoon, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know about you actually at the stadium there, John, but in the last moments when it deflected off uh, Morrison, that was painful, <laughs> really painful. Because if that had gone in, that would have changed the whole mood for Redden fans, wouldn't it? Yeah, it kind of looked as, as though it had actually gone in um, from from the angle where we were in the press box and, and a lot of the, um, the Rotherham staff and, and manager were jumping up in the air thinking it had gone in and... Um, I still haven't really seen an angle to, to see how close it was, but I don't think it was too far away from, from Raphael's left post. Um, and obviously, yeah, that, that, that would have been a, a real blow for, for Reading and one which you think, you know, that they would have taken probably quite a long time to recover from. And, you know, it could, you know, it could well have kind of uh, not necessarily ended their season, but, but really kind of put a downer on these next few games and it could have been a turning point. So, uh, luckily, you know, it uh, it went Reading's way. Um, they'll obviously take it, given the, the form that they're on, and hopefully they can, they can build on uh, that result in, in the coming uh, few days and weeks. Yeah, I've got to say, there's a really dark side of me that enjoys the fact that Rotherham were celebrating that as if they thought it was a goal. But <laughs> Lucas Jow, now he is a mixed bag at the moment, isn't he? He's been fantastic this season. Let's look at all the positives that he's given to us. But... Sometimes when he's through on goal, he's overthinking things now. He will come good again, but when you're watching him live, what's his kind of like body language like at the moment, Joe? Well, actually, on, on Saturday, I, I was quite impressed with him, actually. Um, given the fact he'd come into it on the back of that penalty miss against Wickham, uh, where you could see was that he was really distraught with, with that miss. He was really angry with himself. Um, clearly, three, three missed penalties in the last four is, is not good enough. Um, his confidence was low, but he he, he put in a, a, a pretty decent shift, I thought, on, on Saturday. Pano, um, which mentioned afterwards, he said it was kind of his best game in terms of his work rate, his work ethic, and his effort for the team. And um, I have to agree. I mean, he, he got into some good positions. His his finishing was very poor. Um, his uh, his execution of cover of the couple of the chances uh, was you know was really um, yeah just. Just awful to be honest, uh, but he was getting into the positions. He was making the runs. He, his hold-up play was quite good, uh, and his body language generally was was pretty good. He, he didn't tend to get too frustrated. Uh, the most he got frustrated with was 
with the um, Rotherham defenders who were kind of manhandling him quite a lot. Um, but he, he didn't let it get to him. Um, he won the free kicks uh, to allow the seat side to get forward in, in the into the final third. And actually, he was it was a you know he was certainly gave the Rotherham defenders plenty to think about. So um, although he didn't have the the goals to to match his performance, um, I thought he, he was uh, putting in a pretty decent shift. So hopefully, he can continue in that similar vein and maybe get kind of a, a close range finish and get his confidence back with, with, a, with a kind of a scrappy goal uh, and then you know we can see the best of him like we've seen on so many occasions uh, this season so um, I, I think it is a, a case of just slowly working back up his confidence um, I'm sure he'll get plenty of game time because clearly the likes of Sam Baldock and George Briscoe are kind of out of the picture at the moment really um, so he's got a big responsibility but you know I think it's one that he can he can take um and um yeah hopefully when he when he plays well reading play well and yeah, that's what we all hope for in the, in the next few weeks yeah and hopefully yeah. he gets to kind of like the rule of the return of the x who playing against two uh former teams with blackburn and sheffield wednesday one downside for saturday's match was the injury to andy renamata who has been a key figure who kind of slightly gets overlooked i feel because he's so efficient, he's always looking at a 7 out of 10, I think, for every single game. But hopefully not too bad. We'll find out more probably tomorrow how bad it is from Wobie John. Yeah, I mean, he, um, he did take a, um, a knock to his ankle, actually, kind of midway through the second half at, at Rotherham. Uh, it looked quite a nasty one, but he managed to shrug it off. And then obviously he, he limped off later on, I think it was the 87th minute um, at Rotherham, with what looked like a... Uh, a hamstring strain is kind of clutching his left left leg. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a doubt for tomorrow. I think Panovic, you know, may well just take him out of the firing line, um, give give him a rest for a week, just like he did uh, with Josh Lawrence the other week at Bristol City. Because he's, yeah. he's a great player, a really important player to the side, um, brings so much energy uh, to, to the team and sort of drive and determination. And, um, you know, although he doesn't get kind of the goals or the assists, um, you know, he's such a vital member of the side and hopefully he won't be out for long. Yeah, but I guess the one thing we have in this situation is the fact that Samedo can come in. So we do have an actual alternative there, not like lots of other positions we've seen with Yaku Meite and John Swift being out. But the updates on Meite sounds positive, but not so positive on John Swift. No, uh, I think with, with Swift it would be fortunate to see him again this season to be honest I, I think um you know it's it's, 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 ham, it's just his, his hamstrings they're, they're, they're obviously very fragile and um I think uh looking at it realistically if he does come back it might be away for the final sort of two or three games by then who knows how, how important uh, it is that he's in the team um you know we'll hope the playoff spots will be secured and maybe he can be rested for those few games and then he can come back strong uh, for the playoffs. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one, but I don't see him back, going back anytime soon. Uh, Yaki Mate hopefully should be back. Um, I imagine he might get on the bench tomorrow night against Blackburn uh, and then maybe start on Saturday because I think, as we've seen with Panovic, he likes to ease the players back in. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, hopefully he should be um, you know, certainly in the first team set up um, for, for both games. Uh, Lewis Gibson, I think, should be back as well from his quad injury. That I mean, can't see him starting at all, but uh, it'll, it'll be another option on the bench. Um, and I say, fingers crossed on, on Rinomota. So it's not looking too bad. The the injury list um, clearly, you know, Mate and, and Swift they are two big players, two important players, and 
and uh, you know had they been inside the whole season then, then reading could well be uh pushing for the automatics but you know it's not the case injuries affect every team and um hopefully that they will uh, certainly may take back uh fit and firing and have a real impact over these final few months yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. we definitely missed Yaku Mate's goals, that's a certain. And it really helps out Lucas Jow, makes a big difference to the whole dynamic of the team. So we have got Blackburn Rovers tomorrow. And unfortunately, I just want to remind every Ren fan, our home form at home, that's obvious, just said that, during the week against teams is absolutely abysmal at the Medeski Stadium. I think we've only got one home win during the week, and that was against Wickham. Um, I know that brings horrible flashbacks when I say that, but yes, I know we lost them away, but I just worry hugely about these games. Blackburn are in terrible form, John, but I, oh, surely we've got to win. Surely we've got to win this one. Yes, surely they they should win. And um, I, I think it'll be tight because clearly I think the way Blackburn are going, they haven't really got anything to play for. Um, sounds like the manager's got under quite a lot of pressure, so... The players may well down tools or they'll just think, uh, you know, we've already got half an eye on the beach and we're just going to give it a go and see what happens. And, and we all know, you know, if Reading concede the first goal, then and it could be, uh, you know, it could be really difficult. So hopefully Reading can get a, a strong start, like a, a good positive impact on the game and get an early goal. And, you know, if it is one goal is enough, then then fair enough. But, um, uh, yeah, they should have enough quality to to continue um, their, their winning streak, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully Elise and Ajaran continue in their recent run of decent form. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Reading, John. What are you going to say? Uh, I think I'm going to go 1-0 in the in the spirit of the, the, the Wickham win. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be tight and, uh, you know, it could be quite nervy like it was against Rotherham. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Reading will, will just about have enough and, you know, I, th- I think... That's a result that every Reading fan would take, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, I'll take any win. I don't care how it happens. Even if the referee scores, I'll 100% take it. So cheers. Thanks for that, John. And now it's time for Matt Williamson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thanks. I'm here with Ollie from Rovers Chat. How are you, Ollie? Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, a bit tired of lockdown, but can't complain too much. Uh, I'm very disappointed with all things Blackburn, but I guess I'm here to talk us up before the match. So, well, you can talk talk them down instead. I, I guess Reading fans won't really mind that. So, um, how is your season going? Uh, all things considered, right now, uh, very badly. Um, I think probably if you, we've obviously had quite a complex last 10 years as a football club, um, obviously hit rock bottom in league one, um, but bounced back straight away. And that was actually a fantastic season because it was, we just started winning games most weeks and had something to celebrate. Um, this is our third season back in the championship. And I think from our point of view, Everyone's been up until 
the summer before this season, it's Tony Mowbray. Everyone's been sort of very proud to have him at the club. He's a very honest, like a really good manager. Well, he has been very good for us, not at every club he's been at. And sort of season one back in the championship was consolidate. And we did that. Second season, probably about a reasonable amount of the fans thought we should realistically be getting in the playoffs. But I think the reality was it wasn't actually an ambition of the, although we got very close to it um, at points, it wasn't a realistic ambition. So mid-table last season was absolutely fine. Um, but this season, when you look at the transfer business across the summer, which was really good, um, got the stability of a good manager, got a very good youth setup and good players coming through into the squad. The ambitions of the club was to be in the top six. It was, Mowbray said it himself. He said it midway through the season. It's what the players have always referenced all season. And we are, yeah, categorically, we are not going to be in the top six this season. Um, we're actually closer to the bottom three as things currently stand. Um, and we've just been really, really inconsistent. I think, I know there were lots of statistics early on, probably through to December, where people, oh, you know, Blackburn are the top scorers in the division. You've got Adam Armstrong was sort of neck and neck with Ivan Tony at Brentford. And we were sort of relatively free scoring and had some big, you know, big wins. Um, but really, probably since early December, we've not, we actually haven't played well. We did have an unbeaten stretch across January but we've now lost five in a row and a, a very, very dismal draw. Yes, we stopped the rot of, lo of losses, but we were really poor um, yesterday against Coventry. And so it kind of felt like a defeat anyway, because we were winning um, and got pegged back. And even when they were down to 10 men, we looked very unlikely to actually get a winner. So we're... You know, we do live watch longs and post-match streams and stuff. And it's, I think Mowbray can probably count himself lucky that fans aren't in the stadium at the moment, because I think, as I was saying at the start, we've had a very difficult 10 years as a football club. Um, it doesn't take very much for things to get a little bit toxic in the stadium. Um, and certainly probably from February and maybe at certain points this season when we've had you know, quite poor performances and poor results. I think it would be quite toxic at the moment. Um, I'm quite surprised to be saying it, but I would say the vast majority of the entire fan base have accepted that he's taken us, he has probably taken us as far as he can. Um, if we're ever going to get promoted, I think universally it's agreed that it won't be with Tony Mowbray. Um, I think mo a lot of fans, probably over a majority, probably want him sacked now. Um, but I think the structure of the club is he's very unlikely to get sacked. Um, and his con he's contracted to next season as well. Um, but it's, yes, we're not, we're in a, I guess we're, we're coming to Reading on Tuesday in very bad form with a manager that looks a bit lost, um, with a squad that's very low on confidence, but full of very good players. Um, and yeah, we're not, we concede very silly goals, um, as, as happened at Ewood Park against Reading. Um, so yeah, I think unless something, you know, we, ha we've got good players there, um, and we've had moments where we've, we've been fantastic this season, but 
it's not been very it's not very good at the moment so um but yeah like i know you guys haven't been in brilliant form yourselves but at least you've got to win um but we'll see it will be interesting on tuesday because i think there's some murmurings around people getting a bit itchy about possibly if we really sink a bit like hull last season and we end up maybe flirting with a relegation battle because our fixtures are we're away at reading then we're away at millwall and then i think i can't remember the exact order but i think we're then it's brentford swansea uh bristol and i think one of the other top sides but we're our next six fixtures could easily not contain a result might be the odd draw but they're very diff we have got a very difficult six fixtures which takes you if we continue this vein of form we may well be really down in the bottom and worrying about survival but gut feeling is i think i don't think we'll get sucked into that i think we'll get some results somewhere um because we're on 40 points so i think i don't you know a couple of wins would probably put that to bed um but we don't look we just don't look like winning at the moment which is a concern so that that sounds not very positive uh so <laughs> going into the last game no. park obviously was uh, a big match for both teams i think like a lot of reading fans were saying yeah. that was our first real challenge um so we overcame Oh, well, as you say, there was a, a silly goal to begin the scoring. Um, but like, what has changed then since since that match? Have, have Blackburn just stopped scoring or ha is there a problem in defence that you kind of touched on? So we, we've been very, we have been very up and down and we have had a lot of injuries, but everyone has contended with injuries and self-isolating and covid We've so I don't we're not alone. So I'm not going to sit here and play that excuse. At the moment for that match, we actually had a very good back four start the game, although uh, Thomas Kaminsky, who we signed in the summer, is a exceptionally good goalkeeper. I don't know how we we've got a European scouting network and they really pulled a diamond um, there. Um, but he was unfortunately he was injured for that Reading game and particularly that first goal. And then the subsequent goals that Reading scored, it was Ainsley Pears, who we got from Middlesbrough, who it was his first game stepping in. And I think he had quite a nervy game, but we actually had a very good back four. But currently, we haven't really defended that well all season, apart from probably in January, um, where we kind of found our form again uh, defensively. But it's been, I mean, if you take the Watford game, which was very similar to the Reading game. We lost 3-2, but really we scored a late consolation and we're 3-1 down. Um, we actually started the game with Jared Branthwaite, who's 18, on loan from Everton at centre-back, with paired with um, Taylor Harwood-Bellis, who's on loan from Manchester City. Again, an 18-year-old centre-back. And you're at home to Watford, and because of injuries, we've got two very young loanees starting at centre-back who were at fault for all three of Watford's goals, um, directly at fault. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just difficult. I think we have defensively at the moment, hope probably on Tuesday, it's going to be Daryl Ennehan, who is a very good centre-back, but he's not having the best season. I think because the back four is chopping and changing around him so much, but he'll probably be playing with Jared Branthwaite, who 
was okay across January, but he has been pretty poor in the last three games and he's a bit young, a bit inexperienced and getting caught out with, yeah, like silly errors, getting caught under crosses and like really sort of errors that come with experience, I think. And But, but at the moment, we don't have any other options because we've got, Lenehan should be playing with Derek Williams, who's an Irish international, or Daniel Ayala, who's, but they're both injured. And even Scott Wharton, there are three players that would be ahead of these low knees, but they're all injured. Um, you know, we've got Ryan Nambe at right back, who's a fantastic fullback, probably one of the best right backs in the division. We've had Barry Douglas all season, but we've certainly not had the Barry Douglas who was at Wolves and Leeds. He, I, I, he's been very disappointing, generally speaking. Um, defensively, not great. And although we've seen flashes of the kind of the assist maker and the set piece deliverer that was so prolific at Leeds and Wolves. He, we're not, no, we're not seeing a lot from him. And I think because we've been so frail at the back, um, it's even Thomas Kaminsky has had a couple of ricks in the last couple of games. I think probably what's gone wrong most is probably how Mowbray has decided to cope with the injuries. Because as players have come back, there was a very obvious system which made us the top scorers in the league. We've we've sort of transferred away from Danny Graham, Bradley Dack, who we didn't have for a year because he was out injured, and Danny Graham moved on to a much more what you'd expect to see from Mowbray when sort of his successful time at West Brom, very much a 4-3-3 playing out from the back much more kind of a short passing game and quite fluid through midfield. And then, you know, making the most of players like Harvey Elliott, Adam Armstrong and Ben Brereton. And that that was the system that was working really well early in the season. And since Brereton got injured um, just after the Reading game, actually, which which we, were, we weren't very good in. Um, and then since then, he's been... We've had players coming back and we've had Bradley Dax come back and Lewis Travis has come back, two huge players. But week to week, like I, I could not tell you who I think will, I think, I hope I could tell you the starting 11, but it could completely change. What the biggest issues are game to game, we'll sort of see a complete formation change or he'll sort of completely change the two players either side of Armstrong because he'll rest. Brereton and Elliot and then start Dak and Gallagher either side of him and the sort of the simplicity of what was working really well early in the season and basically getting the ball in and around Adam Armstrong around the penalty area we're just not doing anymore we're and you know we've had games where if we get into the second half we'll see sort of he'll make four substitutions and sort of completely change the structure of the midfield and the attack, um, chasing a game. And uh, yeah, it just looks a bit, there's sort of just like a lack of structure and discipline on the pitch. And we just look a little bit lost. And some alarming things through in recent times are the free scoring has really, really dried up a lot. Um, we we're sort of playing much long, a lot more kind of longer passes and, when Adam Armstrong is getting the ball, he's trying to do too much. He'll try and sort of take on three players and score. And 
because I'm not sure he kind of trusts in the players around him so much, apart from, say, Harvey Elliott. Um, Dak isn't really working in the system. It's quite sad to see um, whether he'll start or not. I'm not sure. And he's still not kind of fully fit. And I think up until the Coventry game, I think it was our 13th game in the row where we hadn't scored in the first half. Um, and we seem to have a habit. If we concede first, we will lose the game, essentially. We, this season, I think every time we've conceded first, we've lost. Um, if we score first, we generally, apart from the Coventry game, which we drew, we don't lose the match. We tend to, if we score first, we have tended to win the game. But like I say, 13 games where we haven't scored the first goal and we've lost most of them um, or, and not scoring in the first half. So it's, yeah, there's just a bit of frailty, I think, about the team and chopping and changing selections doesn't help because we're a very young side. And I, for me, I think he needs to settle on that sort of similar, similar 11 that started the season and just keep it quite consistent for a few weeks just to allow some consistency and confidence to build back into the side. Because we've right across the pitch, we've got very, very good players. They're just not, it's something's just not quite right. And and then when things don't go well in game, he'll just start making, he will always use all of his subs. You know, him, Tony Moby having five subs seems to be a curse rather than a, than a blessing because he'll use them all. Um, almost as if I'll, I'll use all my five subs because I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, whether we'll just continually play this badly or suddenly a performance will come out of nowhere. And may, you know, maybe that is on Tuesday. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's just been since relegation from the Premier League, it's by far the best squad that is should be capable of being up challenging with yourselves um near the top of the division. And I think the biggest frustration is that's where we should be. I think, mm. you know, I think other managers would would envy our players that we have and but we're just we're very much not the sum of our parts at all, um, it, sadly, at the moment. So, yeah, it's really interesting because you say you talk about the manager using all five subs. Our manager barely ever uses five subs and the you know supporters are complaining that maybe the players are too tired now. So, you know, it's a double edged sword, I guess. Like you're never going to please everyone. Um, no. Just, yeah. Just quickly, I'd like to touch on a couple of um, your players that continually get kind of compared to ours so how good are Adam Armstrong and Harvey Elliott? Armstrong is very very good um, I think we were quite pleased to get through January I think there were fairly reliable sort of rumours doing the rounds that I think West Ham were looking at taking him from us um, I believe something's I think there's been another um, something in the press today that they are going to come back maybe in the summer. Um, I think his best attributes are he's very quick. Um, and I think the less time he has to think, the better. And I think what we saw the back end of last season and for up until the last sort of couple of months, although he is, he is still getting goals, um, it's the type of goals. He's not going to score headers, although he has scored one. He scored one against Luton, I think, which is his first and only header for us. 
scored well against us, I you think. Can... Did, he, did he get a header? Yeah, I'm pretty sure a ball in from the right and he kind of flicks it. Oh, yeah, I think it was the, the second goal. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he shoots very well with both feet. Um, I think he scored a lot of his goals are actually... I think last season, our goal of the season was sort of a solo competition from Adam Armstrong. Um, but yeah, very good kind of one-on-one. If we if we play the right way and you kind of get, some, you know, players like Harvey Elliott that slip those slide rule passes through, he can be very deadly when through one-on-one and, you know, no defender's going to catch him when he's, if, he, if you get him through one-on-one. Um, probably the only, been a cut, it's very hard to criticise. I think he's what I think he is the second top scorer currently. Still, um, he is trying to do too much, as I said earlier. Um, and I think we've had a couple of games when we've been on Sky. That I mean, this is very much a fan opinion, but he was looks like he was trying to do too much in front of the cameras. I I, I think it for, for us, it seems very clear that he wants to be in the Premier League next season. He is probably good enough to be playing in the Premier League, not at a sort of lower middling club. You know, I look, you know, you look at players like Neil Morpé and Ollie Watkins, but like strikers that go up into that division. He's not, you know, he's not, he is going to be at, say, I don't know, back at a Newcastle, maybe if they wanted a buyback or, you know, I can't, he's not going to be, you know, scoring 20 goals for Chelsea. It's, that's just not going to happen. Um, but no, I think... That's the sad thing is that we're not we're not maximising him at his best at the moment. Um, but I think Zhao's on a bit of a drought, isn't he? A little bit. Yeah, it, I mean, it sounds very similar. Like he'll get the ball and try and beat three players rather than yeah maybe laying it off to other other people. Um, and Elliot, Elliot, I, we're very very fortunate. It felt like a bit of a felt it was quite impressive it was very late in the transfer window um that we brought him in on loan and i mean i'd certainly knew who he was and had seen him for a couple of times he's played in the cups for liverpool and despite only being 17 it sort of felt oh wow that's if we're going to be playing this 4-3-3 system and we've still you know dax not going to be back until christmas hope you know let's see let's see what he can do. But this is quite, you know, it seemed very, there was a lot of excitement around it as a signing, but I mean, he's nine goals, five assists, and we're not, you know, we've still got a number of games left this season. He is probably, I mean, that's the, you know, the stats don't, the stats are the stats. He is technically very gifted, even at 17 years old. Um, His touch, his vision, he plays, he sometimes is playing passes that, the championship players he's playing with aren't just aren't on his wavelength. Um, and it, probably he's been, he's a little bit of a dip, not until, you know, he scored, he scored against Watford and was very, and was good again against Coventry. Um, he had a couple of, he was taken out. I think he was dropped for a game or two. He just had a couple of wayward performances, but he is a young guy. Probably what the most pleasing thing is probably his attitude. The way he the way he speaks in our media is you would think he was sort of a 28 year old season pro and his work rate off the ball you might again you could you might sort of wrongly assume that okay fine he can if he, if he's on the ball he'll kind of you know very good dribbling and wants to be in the final third creating and scoring but off the ball 
he's probably one of the hardest workers and it and and he speaks about it in the interviews of how much he wants to win he just feels like a winner and maybe it's and i think it's some of these things that add to our frustration this season that over since we've been back in the championship mowbray has got some really well established relationships particularly with manchester city and liverpool that there there's an obvious trust in right we like Tony, we like you. We like the way your teams play. We like the way you manage young players. And, you know, we play a 4-3-3 system where we should be doing a high press, which we were doing for a lot of the season. So we're, you know, we're a very poor version of what Liverpool, Klopp's Liverpool are. Um, so that's why I said, yeah, you can have Harvey, Harvey Elliott all season, but make sure you play him. And, and you know, obviously he's going to go back to Liverpool having had a fantastic season and, you know, will have learned a lot in his game. So, but that's the frustration that you've got a Harvey Elliott and an Adam Armstrong and a Bradley Dack and a Joe Rothwell and a Ben Brereton. And we're languishing down where we are in 15th. Um, but no, yeah, hopefully, probably what, we never play, we're not very much, we're not a 90 minute team, but even, you know, it wouldn't surprise me on Tuesday that we can be we can still be very good for sort of a 20 minute spell because when it clicks and, you know, if this, if the system's right and the formation's there, Harvey Elliott's still a very good player and Adam Armstrong is still very deadly in front of goal. So if we get those right moments, um, they, they can hurt every side in this division. But, you know, equally, I worry that, you know, Zhao, we, we had him on loan. I think we had... The Zhao you've got currently is how he was with us for the whole time. Um, looked like he was going to always looked brilliant, but just wasn't scoring. Um, but yeah, what worries me is a striker needing a goal facing Blackburn. I think uh, we might he might uh, he might end his drought. I think on Tuesday. Well, let's let's hope that he does. Um, so Blackburn Reading games recently have been incredibly high scoring affairs what's yeah. your prediction for tuesday uh what what's what scored you I, so up until yeah i think we did the double over you last season didn't we um was it two one there last season i just can't i have noticed that you haven't you haven't won at home since january have you no we've been on a pretty bad run Maybe maybe we've got to get a win at. I think, I think we need to win. We needed to win yesterday, but we need to beat Reading or Millwall because I think the the run of games after that just gets harder and harder. I'll go for an optimistic two-one, same as last season. Is it Armstrong <laughs> think, and Dak last season? Uh, yeah, Dak was fouling McIntyre in the build-up to the second goal. Oh uh, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. He was. Um, um, I think in our. I think in our podcast after the game the other day, I said that it would be a 6-5 win to Reading, which I think I'm going to stick by. I did actually listen. I, had a, I, had, I did actually listen to see what you were, if you were alluding to anything to our game. Um, I had to listen to that this morning and I did hear the 6-5. Yeah. But, uh, we always, but even in the Premier League, we didn't, we kept having, we had some 3-3s at Ewood Park, I yeah. remember. That, that game cost us European football. If we'd won that, we would have been in Europe. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Was it last uh, game of the season? Was it 3-3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Gunnison scored and stuff. 
Um, oh, yeah. those were good old days, weren't they? Um, well, Ollie, thank you very much for coming on. Um, and good luck for the rest of the season, but maybe not on Tuesday. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Sorry. Yeah. Rambling on about Blackburn. Um, no, I mean, all the best with the playoffs. Um, yeah. Oh, don't jinx guys... us just yet. Don't jinx us just yet. <laughs> but hopefully we're des- we, we really need to turn our form around. So hopefully it's on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks very much, mate. But thank you. No worries. Cheers, Owen.